Hello again. Welcome back to the Winning Edge Investment Podcast. My name is Mark Hayward. Thanks for tuning in. We've got another one of our expert Q&As with the Winning Edge analysts today. And today we're talking to Mark Roden, who runs the New South Wales Racing Service. Uh, he's got a really interesting background in all areas of wagering, so it be good to have a chat to him. So my guest on today's chat is Mark Roden, who's the New South Wales Racing Analyst for Winning Edge Investments. How are you going, Mark? Very well, Mark. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just kick off. You want to tell us a bit about yourself and your background and how you got to be where you are? Uh, sure. Yeah, I had a you know pretty stock standard uh, middle-class Melbourne suburban upbringing, I suppose. Um, my father was a teacher, but... Uh, more importantly, for our purposes, he was a, um, a successful punter over a long period of time. He he kept his own um, ratings data, database personally and, and, and punted off that, and um, and was yeah was a, a consistent and long term winner, which um, which you know he was my first great example, and that sort of showed me that it was possible to win on the punt. You know, uh, I remember getting quite upset as a you know kid or a teenager and stuff when you'd hear people you know say that. You know, gambling on horses was, you know, just a sure fire way of doing your money and it was a, a mug's game and all that sort of stuff when I had um, pretty clear evidence that it wasn't. So it's um, racing and more particularly betting is something I've been interested in for a very long time since I was, yeah, a small child, really. How did you, was racing a career for you from the start or just more of a hobby? It, um, it, it started as a hobby, I suppose, as a, you know, a, a child and a teenager, uh, and it became a career in my mid twenties. I'd, um, you know, I was a hobby punter, you know, through uni and that sort of stuff. And I, uh, sort of uh, penciled casually and clerked casually for bookies on track around Melbourne and Victoria. Uh, not, not anything like on a full time basis though, but when I was about 25, I, uh, I got a job up in Darwin with Mark Reed's. Darwin All Sports, which became IAS, which was one of the early corporate bookmaking firms, and uh, that is when it really turned into a career for me. I, um, I I got a job up there just as a bit of a you know all rounder, just answering the phones, taking bets, entering into the machine, that that kind of thing. Just very very much a clerical sort of job, but I sort of pestered enough people up there that um, I, they trained me in uh, form analysis, ratings. Uh, analysis, um, video comments, all that sort of stuff. And that led to me joining the um, the team of analysts and traders up there, which in turn, over time, uh, led to a 17-year career, both first at IAS and then Sportsbet as a racing analyst and trader. Yeah, and you said three-year-old man, I guess. You've been punting in some form since very early on. Uh, were you always yes. successful? Yes, and, well, I suppose there's been different periods where I've taken it more or less seriously. Um, uh, I've generally been successful when I've been dedicated to it. And uh, when I was working full-time, you know, I'd bet on the side and, I, you, know, it was, you know, it was an okay way of turning, you know, a few extra bucks, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something I would have considered a, you know, genuine income stream or anything like that. Uh, since I left the corporate bookmaking world, getting, you know, about 15 months ago or 16 months ago, um, it really has had to have been a, a, an income generating, uh, you know, operation for me, and uh, it, it's it's going okay. Yes. Your betting philosophy, uh, I guess you you generate your own ratings and identify your bets out of that. Uh, what's your to distill it down into, I guess, a short answer? What's your sort of focus in terms of form? Yeah, uh, 
I do I do my own ratings on so keep my own database on New South Wales. Um, so the, the the key to my betting philosophy is uh, horses that are well clear. Now, I mean that that might sound obvious, you know, and uh, I, I probably do tend to concentrate on the you know the, the upper end of the market, the the, the ones nearer to favouritism, but it's not strictly you know like backing every favourite. I've I've, I've done a, um, some analysis of my own form since. December 2016, so we've got about 14 months or so of data in there. And when I have a horse well clear, about, you know, say in price terms, about 6% clear of the second pick in the race, they have a strike rate around 40%, which is which is really very good when you consider that all favourites have a strike rate around 33, and not all of these, not all these selections are favourite either. So that's yep. what I concentrate on, both in my own betting and and, and what I uh, what I give out on the service too, because that the, the, the track record of those those kind of selections is just so strong that I think they have to be the cornerstone of what I do. Yeah, and, and when you're doing the form analysis to come up with your your ratings, is there any key areas that you concentrate on specifically that you find give you an edge? Um, the I think the the quality of the database and the quality of my ratings are what gives me my edge that you know if i have any edge over the rest of the market that that's that's it i think um when i'm doing the when i'm doing the form on a race i'll probably stick to a lot of the same you know criteria that a lot of other people do you know uh, you know jockey and trainer ability speed maps um you know your video analysis and just general uh, knowledge of the you know the horses in the race um but the thing is i i use all all those methods but i have a way of quantifying them i always relate uh, that sort of stuff back to a numerical figure which relates to, you know, a rating in my database. And and from the ratings, I'm able to, to price and then I can look at that and decide, well, do one or two horses have, a, have an edge on the rest of the field here and, you know, is it a good betting rate? And since you've been doing that, is, has your approach changed at all or have you been fairly successful just sticking with the same sort of approach? I, I think my form... Approach has been pretty consistent. Um, I uh, my my betting has changed a little bit. I'd suggest I, I at first tried to. I think I spread myself too thin, and I didn't I didn't have that data available to me at the time about how how well the um, you know the clear top picks were going. I, I so I was casting my net a bit wider, looking for value, uh, and it, it sort of appears to me that the way I do the form isn't best suited to finding um, you know middle pin winners, you know, that I've got marked 8 to 1 then it go around 14 to 1 or something like that. And I just found out I was having too many bets and, you know, on horses that weren't great winning chances. Uh, I mean, and that's not to say I'll never back a horse in that price range or never tip them. I, I, I certainly will, but uh, they have to have more going for them um, than just, you know, looking a big price on how they've, you know, fallen out on, you know, on my pricing module in my database. And you, you mentioned you're uh, you're born and bred in Melbourne and spent a bit of time in Darwin, but your punting focus is is Sydney. Uh, why is that? Yep. Uh, well, the main reason is I um, through my job I, at IAS and then Sports, but I was the head uh, trader of New South Wales Racing for, since about 2006. So I've got over a decade experience exclusively uh, concentrating on on Sydney and New South Wales and. Um, when I left Sportsbet, it was, you know, I had I had that much, you know, background in it. I didn't really want to switch to Victoria just because I live here. Uh, and, mm. uh, you know, there's probably a bit of bias there, but I, I think Sydney Racing's uh, 
the best quality in Australia. I think it probably has the best jockeys too. There are issues around skilled size and, you know, no, no jurisdiction is perfect, but um, it's the place I'm, uh, I, yeah, I think it is the best racing and it's certainly the place I'm most comfortable with. So that's, uh, that's the reason. Yeah. And do you focus on Sydney mostly or do you, do you cast the net a bit wider around the New South Wales country meetings? Uh, metro and provincial, uh, you know, in descending order, yeah, metro, provincial, country. It's mostly metro, some provincial. Country will come into play maybe big carnival times, that sort of thing, but I'm, I don't generally do the form to, you know, every mudgy meeting or, you know, scone or, yeah. you know, Narromine or whatever. But if there's, you know, a good quality meeting or, or a carnival meeting, um, it, that'll come into play. But, yeah, it's, it certainly goes in descending order of metro, provincial, country. Yeah, and the service you provide for Winning Edge itself, uh, do you just want to tell us a bit about how that works, how many bets you send out, uh, the sort of bank that's recommended, what your average bet size yep. is and, and that? Yep. Uh, well, like all Winning Edge services, it's got the um, the standard 100-unit bank. Uh, so that's, that's a recommended starting bank for anyone who uses any of the Winning Edge uh, services. I tend to send out bets on uh, three... I'd say an average of three days a week, maybe, you know, could be four if there's some decent provincial racing as well. Average bets per day would be three to five. Um, can be more, can be less, but that would be, you know, average would be in that range. Um, most of uh, most of the bets I would recommend would be a unit or more because I, um, um, yeah, as I said, I sort of concentrate on ones that I am fairly confident of, that I don't have well clear. Um, I don't think I've recommended anything much above two units so far. So, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty conservative, but, you know, very sustainable um, sort of staking plan, I, I think. And um, so, yeah, you're, getting, you're probably getting in the region of 15 to 20 bets per week at an average of about, uh, you know, a unit per bet. Sure. And uh, do you do you find that you do a lot of your betting early uh, when the sort of 9am minimum laws kick in or closer to jump? Yeah. And as as time's gone by, yes, more and more. Um, I, I, early on, I sort of wanted to wait and sort of see what the market was doing and let that feed into, you know, my stuff as well. But I've decided that's it's not a waste of time by any means, but it's it's not the best uh, fit for, for what I do. And um I, you'll see in my service that I'm, I'd say about three quarters of the time recommending a price to take at, at, at 9am or, or very close to it. Uh, put it this way, I'd rather be, I'd rather be, uh, pitting my wits against the, the analysts at the, uh, corporate bookmaking houses than, uh, you know, taking the SP, which is, you know, the combined knowledge of all the syndicates and all the smart punters around Australia. You know, I think it's easier to beat the early market, even though there's more percentage there than, than the SP. Um, that's not to say I'll never recommend a best of the best or a top flock or best tote bet. Uh, so, sometimes I think I've found one that the market is going to oppose and, and will get out from its morning price. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I'd say in about 75% of cases, I think if I'm recommending a bet, I think the early price is wrong or too big and it's worth taking. Yeah, uh, what, One thing we get a lot of analysts ask is, since you've left the bookmaking game, uh, I guess you've... Uh, got the means to sort of punt yourself and and make a good living off your results. Why do you sell your I guess your tips and your ratings to punters rather than just punting yourself? A um, couple of reasons. It's I mean 
the stability of another income stream is the obvious one, you know, which, you know, no one's going to deny that. But it, it was when Dean got in touch with me in, you know, late last year and suggested I was really impressed with the way, the way he sold it to me and that he was trying to get a, you know, dynamic community of, of racing experts together to, you know, really help educate, um, punters who wanted to take it seriously. You know, the, the, you know, a lot of these services probably aren't for your purely recreational punter. They're, they're probably for people who want to take it a little bit more seriously and, and improve themselves and turn a profit, obviously, is, you know, rule one, but also improve their racing intelligence and, um, you know, overall racing knowledge. And, you know, I, I've, I was taught by guys like Mark Reed who, you know, were really passionate about... Um, the sport of racing, uh, the, uh, you know, and the betting side of it, and he was of the view that you know the the more interest you could get in people improving themselves in punters would be better for the whole game, and I've I've always believed in that too. So this is a, this is a great opportunity of a way to do that. Yeah, and just looking at bookmaking, you obviously know the industry uh, very well. Now that you're on the other side okay. of the fence, would you say uh, there's any bookmakers in particular that you'd recommend using? Um, 365, if you can, they, uh, they can make life difficult for people, but, uh, with the minimum bet laws, you should be able to get a bet with them. And if you can get the, um, the SP guarantee on the early prices, that's the best product to take for that. Uh, my personal favourite bookmaker is Top Sport. I think they are, they are sort of the last of a dying breed and they give all punters, winners, or whoever, a, a really fair go. Bet good product. Uh, decent prices and to good limits. Uh, I'd recommend them to absolutely anyone to have an account with them. And of the uh, the others, um, you know, they're, they're very they're much of a muchness these days. They they shadow each other's prices, you know, very very closely. And product wise, there's not a great deal to choose between them. But you know, in terms, I mean, if you're betting to a level where you need to get on um, more money, then of course you've got to have accounts with all of them and uh, just to what you can get on, but um, if, I, if if you weren't betting that level and you only wanted to have one or two, two accounts, I'd say three six five and definitely top sport. Yeah, and do you use odds comparison? Uh, yeah, I, like a lot of people, I use Dynamics. Uh, they're perfectly fine for my purposes, um, and yeah, I, I have no problem with them at all, um, and yeah, very happy with their service. I guess while we've got your. Uh your background and knowledge of the bookmaking industry. Um, might as well ask you, what, what do you think of the industry at the moment? Obviously, it's a, a bit of a sore topic for a lot of punters, but how do you think oh, yeah. uh, the industry is? I think it's... Um, yeah, it's a real shame what's happened to it. I, I think when the corporate bookmakers first appeared, it was a, there was a real window of opportunity there for, for something exciting to happen. And for a little while, it did, because... The, the monopoly TABs had sort of got lazy. They were, that monopoly was shaken a bit by the, you know, the first wave of corporates, and it looked like things, you know, it looked like we were entering an exciting new phase of, you know, betting on racing in Australia, and that didn't that didn't last, unfortunately. And it's pretty obvious to everyone why the, um, you know, the the sort of uh, the buy up of the Australian um, companies by UK and Irish based concerns really brought with them the, the UK model of um, of dealing with clients. And, you know, in a word, that's just restrict. They, and they've just totally imposed that UK model on, on, on the Australian landscape. And, yeah, it's, there's really nothing we can do about it now. I think the, the, 
the best days of bookmaking in Australia are, are behind us. That is not to say for a second that it isn't impossible to win, um, but it, um, it it makes makes life harder, and it's just another thing we've got to work around. But you know, the, the racing industry and, and betting on it isn't going anywhere. Uh, it's you know, look at any of the figures; it's still a huge business. But um, unfortunately for the uh, for the serious punters, they, um, the, the the modern Australian corporates are really going focused all their energies on marketing to get the recreational end, and they've really uh, dumbed it down. And that that sort of opportunity to have a, a really exciting bookmaking industry, a really dynamic industry, has has passed unfortunately. I think. Yeah, very much so. And what about the, the water racing industry? How do you see that going? Yeah, uh, um, well, less scandals like we've seen in all the uh, national newspapers <laughs> this week would be a good start. But um, yeah. um, I, I would be concentrating if I was an administrator on um, the statistical and analytical side. Uh, if you look at more mainstream sports, the football codes, especially US sports, uh, they're dominated by um, you know fantasy competitions and. And you know, there's just so much deep statistical analysis of these more mainstream sports that, and that's a that's a very popular you know part of those sports now, especially with younger people. So that should be a really easy uh, thing to you know transfer over to racing, you know, or, or transfer that interest of those people over to racing because racing is a sport that lends itself to that sort of analysis, you know, better than better than most mainstream sports I do. So if mm. if I could pick one factor, I would say that that is it. That would be the best way to. Um, you know, attract uh, another generation of, of interested pundits. Yeah, very much agree. Uh, we'll probably leave mm. it there for now. So uh, okay. thanks for your time today, Mark, and, um, yeah, look forward to chatting with you again soon. Yes, I hope so, Mark. Thanks very much for that. Cheers. So thanks to everybody once again for listening to today's interview. If you enjoyed it, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions, you'll find Winning Edge Investments on all the usual social media channels. And you'll also find Mark himself on social media if you want to have a chat directly to him. Uh, For anything else or any information on any of the betting packages that are available, just head to winningedgeinvestments.com.au. 